Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I interview entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you get past your blocks, move you forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, YouTube, in the Google Play Store, and on my website, winnieanderson.com. And you can find this specific episode at winnieanderson.com wisdom. Now, you may have long since given up on the thought that you can afford a comfortable retirement. Most organizations no longer provide pensions as they were known in our parents' day. If you live in the United States, the chances are good that you haven't saved enough or you may not have recovered from the investment losses you experienced as a result of the financial crash of 2008 or the housing market collapse. Or maybe you enjoy working and have no real incentive or desire to stop, but you would like to create additional revenue for yourself. But how do you do that? Is it really possible to build something on your own? Isn't that a young person's game? Well, today's guest is someone who illustrates that you can reinvent yourself at any age, take the skills you have, and repurpose them to create a thriving, independent business for yourself at any age. Now, a quick disclaimer here. We're not making any promises, and I strongly recommend that if you're considering starting a consulting, coaching, or other type of business, that you work with a coach who can help you get clear on what you want to do and how to build that business so you can set yourself up for success. Today's guest, Sue Ferreira, is a fantastic example of reinvention and success at any age. After 40 plus years as an anesthesiologist, Sue retired with the intention of inspiring and helping others in the demographic cohort known as baby boomers. She wanted to help them live their retirement dream as well. But the stock market crash in 2008 and then that housing market collapse showed Sue that too many people wouldn't be able to live the dream. So like the problem solver she is, she decided to change her business focus and do something to help. She knows that true independence comes from controlling your destiny, and that includes financial independence. She's a best-selling author, a coach, certified in programs that help her clients package their wisdom to create books and courses that position them as experts and generate revenue from their knowledge. And she's become an expert on leveraging video to build a brand, get a message out, and grow a business. She's smart and vibrant and just a joy to talk with. So listen in as Sue shares her story of embracing entrepreneurism herself and why she believes self-employment is so critical for those folks who are in the baby boomer generation. Why she believes that entrepreneurs who don't embrace, embrace video are missing out. Why focusing on a narrow market is really important. How she took a risk by reaching out to one of the biggest gurus in social media today and how she's levering the outcome of that contact. She'll share tips for moving forward and embracing change, and we'll talk about how to stop worrying about your age and get started using video. Now, as always, listen all the way to the end where I'll share your cocktail exercise and your action step for this episode. All right, so welcome, Sue. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's just jump right in here because we got a lot to cover, and I know you're super busy. So 
I know you as Sue, the best-selling author, Sue, the video marketing coach, but that's not all there is to Sue, right? So, and you didn't start out that way. You, you weren't born as a video expert, right? So can you talk about your professional background and how you got to this particular point of, you know, I, I think of you as that umbrella under the uh, independent pro, uh, problem solver for folks, right? Whatever problem it is that you solve. So who are you? Well, that's a good question, Winnie. And first of all, let me say thank you very much. I'm, I'm honored to be on your podcast. And I just love talking about where we're going and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, you know, black enough, the Coles Notes version of this is I just hit my 70th birthday. Oh, God bless you. Fighting in itself. And um, it, it actually it was pretty cool. The celebration went on about two months. But uh, I haven't been, as you said, a video marketer or at least just generally an online marketer for more than maybe a couple of years. And you know that, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of my life, like for 45 years, and in fact, like half a century, if I include my time at medical school, I practiced as a physician, an anesthesiologist in university centers and mainly specializing in pediatric anesthesiology. So you can guess that I often get the question, well, how the heck did you go from anesthesiology to video marketing? Which is a really good question because I'm the most unlikely entrepreneur <laughs> you've ever, ever met. I mean, it was never on my radar. I used to think the entrepreneurs were very brave people because they were basically taking responsibility for their lives on themselves. And as you know, in medicine, you never had to do that because the patients are coming through the door all the time. There's no, yeah. no lack of clients, okay? But the reason I transformed my life in my later years was twofold. One is that um, I, I had an unpleasant, oh, all divorces are unpleasant, but a very sad divorce at the age of 60 after mm. 37 or so years of marriage. And that puts you in a different place because you're going to go into retirement, you're going to go into your later years, and, and suddenly yeah, things have changed. You've got a different point of view. You're going into a different future. So that was one thing. The second thing was a year later, we had the financial crash. And because I was already in the mode of having to take on all my own finances and changing my, looking at my future a different way, I, I developed a really, uh, really a gut, a gut-wrenching empathy for all the folks whose lives were going to be screwed up by this crash, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and especially people in my generation who, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> especially people in my generation who were going to have very little time to recover. Right. And I've always kind of been a techie dude. So I knew that if you wanted to generate added income for your later years and have it come as passive income, the web was a way out. So that's how I turned to creating uh, okay. Wisdom to Wealth Mastery, because I know that there are so many people, especially women, who don't really understand the web, don't understand video, and need to if they're going to generate income for their later yeah. years. Yeah, and I think that's a great story, and I think it's one that we can all relate to in many ways. And I, I love the name Wisdom to Wealth Mastery, especially for folks like me, folks like you, um, who are coming from, let's call it an organizational background, whether it's corporate, hospitals or organizations, higher education, some kind of, of organization, 
and you've got this tremendous body of knowledge. We've been successful in our own right. You were an, a, a doctor. I was a, a human resources professional. I have a great friend who was a senior vice president for finance and administration. I mean, people who've, who've done a lot in their lives and who aren't ready to go off into the sunset. I think that's one of the things that really does dis distinguish us from maybe other generations that came before us that, well, maybe not, that there's no giving up. There's no, there's no re true retirement that we're, we're all vital and vibrant and we want to continue to contribute, sure, continue to earn and continue to make a difference. And I think that really does also drive us. So I love that. Um, let's, let's talk about this a little more. I know that the journey can be a rocky one, uh, as you say, and I know that you hadn't really started out with a slight difference in your first iteration of your business. And then you, you had started to have, as you said, this continuing growing knowledge and understanding that video was more important. Is that what led to your shift? Cause you were doing um, like a, a helping people find their second career or third career, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail on, on the head with your comments that, that you've just made, uh, Winnie. I think there is this amazing corporate body of wisdom, especially in the, I'm not saying it, older generation. Uh, that needs to get out to the world. We, that's why I use the word wisdom instead of knowledge, because I think we have this, you know, you've been knocked about a bit and you do develop a wisdom. And so when I first started out, as I said, I was really reacting to this sickness in my soul that I felt for the folks whose, whose lives were going to be wrecked by this financial crash. And I personally don't think we're over that even now uh, in any way. And so I started out really just trying to help people see how they could put their lives back together. And I was looking at pretty much all retirees. Um, in fact, I called my first uh, iteration, as you might say, live your retirement dream, mm -hmm. because I do believe that I, actually, I, it's changed even in those few years. I think looking forward to the future, retirement is no longer an entity that will exist for various reasons. Yeah. So. A lot of us are making that transition around the 60, 65, 70 mark. And I started just, as I said, looking at pretty much anyone who wanted to do uh, a new project in their retirement years. And I found it very difficult to have folks make that mental leap if they hadn't had any entrepreneurial background. Now, I don't have an entrepreneurial background either, but I'm a bit of a techie geek, always have been, right? So I knew what the web could offer. And it was a crisis, like you said, because I knew for probably about a year that my audience was probably not going to have the, the mindset, the mental attitude to do what I felt was needed. Mm -hmm. and, and that was really tough because... Then you've got to think, oh, man, I put all this time and money in. But I knew I had to make a deep breath, and I knew I had to transition. So about just over a year ago, maybe 15, 16 months ago, I took that big deep breath, and I switched to Wisdom to Wealth Mastery, where I'm focusing much more on the already entrepreneur, the already corporate person who understands more of this world, rather than someone coming out, say, of a government job or something like that. And that made all the difference because immediately I'm finding a different mindset. 
I'd love to help the others, but I, I, you know, mindset is a huge thing and that takes a long time to transition. And I think if you're going to move forward in your business, you need video and you need it. So you need it in a way that you already understand what it's going to offer you and you already have the mindset. So I did do that big shift and it was totally right. And so now focusing much more on folks moving out of corporate, a lot of corporate refugees um, and focusing on entrepreneurs, I find I'm having much more success because they're already there, but they've been living in the world of one-on-one, one to a few and haven't made that transition of one to the world. Yeah, that's, I think that's great, and, and I think it illustrates how so many of us start out kind of broad mm-hmm. as we go out on our own. I did the same thing, and then the more we learn about being independent professionals, we then start to, because there's a certain level of courage required to say, no, I work with these people, to mm-hmm. put that, that flag in the ground. And it's counterintuitive, but the more you do that, the bigger your flag becomes and the more of a magnet you actually become by narrowing your focus. It's crazy the way that works, but I I think it really does, you know, I think it really does work. And I also think that, again, you, you say some things that really resonate, I think, with everybody out on their own, and it's that we learn that. Yeah, some people hear our message and automatically get it and actually move towards us. But again, the more we can be specific, we can use language that really then resonates with this particular audience and makes us more magnetic. And it gives us permission to not worry about all this other stuff, but just stay focused. Yeah, and that is really true. And I mean, even when, like I started, I mean, like I didn't even start at ground zero. I started at ground (laughs) sub-zero. Long way away. So I have been on a, a tremendously exciting learning curve, right? And um, it has been really, really exciting. But you know, even from the beginning, you hear the message, I knew nothing about being an entrepreneur. I knew nothing, I, I knew nothing really about video marketing. Um, and and you know, you hear the words niche down, niche down, narrow your market. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I could, I don't need that. But you're absolutely right. You have and that's why so much that you see is who's your target market, who's your target market, because if you don't get that right, you really are not going anywhere. And it is focusing down, focusing down. You've you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah, I think you end up working harder than you otherwise would have to. And, of course, I might be projecting here, but it seems to be the sense that so many people I, I talk to share that when I put my foot over here, when I really started focusing here, things just got much easier for me. So yeah. I do think that's really true. So as you started to really narrow your focus and you started to get out there in a bigger way yourself with your message, I know that you recently caught the, this just blew me away, you recently caught the eye of somebody who is has truly become a legend in the area of video and social media especially and that's Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V as he is often re- referred to can you talk about how that happened and what you know what it's led to for you how you're you're benefiting from that well you're right i mean Gary V is the legend uh, in terms of video and social media. And I'm, I'm actually doing a webinar tomorrow where I'm constantly trying to hit home the message that 
public speaking, <clears throat> excuse me again, public speaking and networking in the, in the bigger world is video and social media. And that's really all Gary has done. All, huh, he's done a ton, right? Yeah, yeah. More than. But he's taken the public speaking and, and networking globally in a way that nobody else has. And my daughter-in-law said, hey, there's a book by this. But this was about maybe 18 months ago. My daughter-in-law, who's, who's great with social media, said, hey, there's this great book by this guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. It's called Jab, Jab, Right Hook. And I thought, oh, I've never heard of him. But I'll take a look. So I took a look. I mean, this is where I was. I didn't even know the guy. And I, I got his book and I started watching his YouTube videos. And across, I came across that six minutes for the next 60 years of your life, a rant. And it hit home. It really hit home. And I kept going back to this video over every couple of months because I thought, this is extraordinary. Here's this young New Jersey boy who is so different from me, who's an old British biddy physician living in Victoria, British Columbia. I mean, we're, we're totally different. And yet every word he said was exactly my message. Now, I could have said, oh, darn, he's got the same message as me. I'll give up. But he does have the right message, and we do have time. And so I kept going back to this rant. And then coming about January, I thought, you know, I love this rant so much. Why don't I take Gary's words verbatim and do my own video? I, because our style, like, like our style like of talking, like is totally different, right? <laughs> so I did. And uh, I, I recorded uh, Gary's rant a la me. And that was it. And then I was going to put it on my YouTube and I thought, oh my God, I could be, I could be having big copyright issues here. So I just sent it to Gary's team and said, hey, listen, I made this video. I'd love to post it. I don't want any copyright issues. Can you, can you give me the, the go ahead? And they did very nicely. They gave me the go ahead. So I posted it on my YouTube channel. I forgot about it. And then in May, um, I'm sitting on a Zoom talking to my daughter in the Netherlands and my phone is here in the same way. And my phone is going, zap, 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 zap. And I think, oh, my God, has there been another world event? What's going on? Anyway, I came off the, I came off the Zoom call with her. And I turned it on. And to my amazement, unbeknownst to me, I guess Gary's team would remember the video. And they had taken my video and done an incredible job of interweaving the two of us. So Gary says a bit, I says a bit. Because basically, I'm his perfect avatar, right? I'm the older person who's taken up entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, what I didn't realize is that video has now had over 204,000. That's so viewers. crazy. And again, I guess the message really is, Winnie, that if I hadn't made that video, then the video that of me and Gary would never have happened. And, and it wasn't my planning. I didn't put it in place. Most people think I paid him a fortune to do it. Well, I didn't. And um, and it puts you again, suddenly there's an immediate leap into how you are perceived. Absolutely. And so, you know, my message is we know that video is so powerful. It is our most powerful way to connect. I mean, we're doing video right now, right? And um, right. if I hadn't made that video, it wouldn't have happened. So I have this mantra, people who know me, people whom I consult and coach with, you know, here she goes again, just hit the red record button. So I, that's my message. Just hit the red record button. It doesn't matter what you're recording. Just do it. Just yeah. 
put it up. Yeah. Never know where it'll lead. That a- a- amen on so many levels, Sue. That is so brilliant. I'm so happy for you. I was I was floored when I saw that video. So incredible. And of course, uh, as a Jersey girl, love my Jersey guy, Gary. Um, I, you know, it, it does speak on so many levels and just, just get it out there. The other thing that, that hits me as I listen to that is, you know, I'm his avatar and, and would he be thinking, well, you know, here's, here's this woman out here doing my stuff and, or maybe I should think, oh, he's already got the, you know, the corner created here. Um, there's plenty of room for everybody. Yes. And and his focus, as we as we both know, is now at such a high level. He's paid to speak. He's you know when he was doing his own videos to try and build his own business, his his dad's wine store, his liquor store. <laughs> um, so his focus is a little bit different. And and that's not you know you're not out there on those big stages and commanding the big dollars. And you're really in the trenches helping people do it. And that's really that that concept that I call the slice of a slice. You know, so you have this big pie of helping people get out there with social media. And if you then start dividing the pie by focus, you know, Mary Smith has the Facebook area (laughs) and there are other people who specialize in just YouTube and just this. So you've got all of these slices of a slice. And I think the more narrow that we can all pick, say, this is my slice, people who want this or who I serve then you're just a magnet for that audience. So I think it, it just reinforces that that message. Uh, and you're absolutely right. And, and I didn't add that another spin-off from, um, from the video was endorsements from Mari Smith and Sonny Lenaducci. So it's like, wow, all, I mean, the, the consequences of yeah, yeah. putting yourself out there are massive. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's always the mantra of, who is your influencer? Who do you want to be? And if you look at what, who you want to be, I mean, I, um, I, this is negative. I shouldn't say this. I am the next Gary V, uh, or I'm the next Mari Smith, or mm-hmm. I'm the next Sonny Lenarducci. You, you look at that because you look at what the successful people are doing and you model it in your own personal way. Um, you don't have to do exactly the same, but you look at what they're doing. You look at what is bringing them success, and you do it. And video is there for all of them. Yeah, it, it really is. And we all know we're a mobile society, no matter where you live. Um, our, our mentor, Mike Koenigs, talks about how he, he went to Africa one year and then came back and was in Africa, and suddenly everybody had these cell phones. So no matter how rural people are, there's a cell tower and, yeah. and they've at least got this mobile device. So video really is important. And, and as I, you know, as things come to me while you say them, I'm just jotting them down. One of the things that you said that really popped out was follow these folks. Say I'm going to be the next fill in the blank, but do it in your own way. And I think that that is really a critical thing to remind people of. So many people try to follow the guru in lockstep fashion, and that doesn't work. They're different people than you. Their audience is different than you. 
And so you're going to just look at those best practices, as we would call them in corporate life, and say, now, does this feel right to me? Can I do something similar to this, but it's not exactly? Or maybe I'm not ready to be this big, but I'm okay with here. Um, I think that that's something that we all really need to keep in mind, that we're, we're following and modeling, but we're doing it in our own unique way so that we really stand out and it feels good but a stretch is, is that that kind of concept I think of. Yeah, it's always got to be good but a stretch. It, 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 if you go back into your comfort zone, uh, it's time to move out again. And And I think you're absolutely right. I think one of, again, I've got a very short experience of marketing. I never thought I would find it fascinating, but I do. And I think one of the big transformations with marketing becoming so web relevant or so, so dominating on the web is that if you're not authentic now, you're really in trouble because you cannot keep up an appearance it, you know, I used to look at sitcoms when my kids were young, and I think, well, if they'd done the right thing in the first place and just being themselves, this episode wouldn't exist. And that's to me, that's the premise of all sitcoms, right? So you can take that message onto the web. I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not Mari Smith. I'm me, but I understand what they're doing, and what they're doing is brilliant. But you have to be your authentic self. You cannot keep up pretense on the web. And and be successful. I don't think um, you know unless you're a complete psychopath. But, uh, <laughs> but, and that's only going to get you sex, success for a, a period of time. And success yes. is how you define it. Attention. Yeah. Okay, great. You got attention. What's that? What's that doing for you? And yeah. doing for humanity at that point either. And you know, my message is mine. My life right. is mine. My story is mine. So why would I be anything other than authentic? And so if I'm authentic then I have to come back to my story, my view, everything else. And, yeah. and, and if you look at what's going on on the web, there's only a few subject areas that people are, are marketing or doing because that's all, there's only a few things. There's mindset, there's, right. there's web. You know, we know there's only a few things, but there's several people doing each one, mm-hmm. but they're doing it in their own way. And some of those people will appeal to me, will appeal to another person, will appeal to you. You just find, you find your tribe, both who are ahead of you and who are looking to be where you are. And the only way you can do that is to be authentic and to search and think. And it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It is, it is exciting. And I think those of us who come from larger organizations and then go out on our own, One of the things, and I was just talking to Pam Hendrickson about this very issue because, of course, she had a fabulously successful corporate career, big cheese in the Tony Robbins organization. And when you leave, you have spent so much time helping an organization achieve its goal. You've spent so much time playing a role within an organization. And there's only so much of the real you that you're going to be able to show in corporate life or organizational life. So I think one of the things that's super hard, and I talk to people about giving themselves time to detox when they leave their, their former life, I think that's really important because there's a large segment of the population that really doesn't know who they genuinely are. And I'll be the first one to say I was one of them. I, I had had worked so hard to help my companies grow and and 
to the things I did that uh, I, I don't know what are my beliefs and what where do the company's beliefs stop and mine start. And I think that's, you know, knowing yourself is, I think, one of the first and most important things to, to do when you're an entrepreneur. You're absolutely right. And, you know, uh, I mean, my mindset change had to be different. I mean, I couldn't exactly go out and market anesthesia 101, could I? I mean, that <laughs> might have been in big trouble and there'd be a lot of people killing each other. Right. Um, so I had to make the transition. And for me, because my transition was also, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time of my divorce, where, of course, you're doing a huge amount of soul searching anyway, it was a very valuable time for me because I hadn't really delved deeply into mindset, into who I was, right. and I did that. And, and I'm a different person now. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's fascinating how you change. Mm -hmm. And it, it's also interesting that my kids and my friends will say I've become a very different person, and they like who I've become. So that's, that's kind right. of nice. Uh, the right way to go but uh, you're right you do need that detox time that soul searching and that took up a fair amount of time before I could you know, say okay this is who I am this is what I want to offer now I go learn and search on how to do it and then and then you can get going but but you're absolutely right you have to do that bit first great great so let's just wrap up here with talking about some of the big challenges that you see that and let's just say the 50 plus crowd um tend to to struggle with or have to confront when they want to do something new like this and when we say new like this we'll talk about making wealth from their wisdom creating some kind of independent business that they would like to bring in some level of revenue whether they're looking to be you know, make another million to hit six figures or just to supplement and, you know, part-time income maybe to supplement whatever savings they have or whatever other income they have. So what, what do you think are some of the big challenges that a person like that would face? Well, I think there's a few, and I'm going to go back to how I started in this with this whole idea of people having their retirement lives destroyed by the crash. And, 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 and it goes back again to my years in medicine because over the 50 years I was in medicine, the one thing that made my jaw drop was our increasing longevity. I mean, I had like when I went to medical school, people were snuffing it. And you can look at the stats in 1965. If a guy got to 65 and a woman got to 70, which is where I am now, they were pretty much game over. And We've, I've seen it. And, and in the last couple of years in medicine, we've had these, the old ladies, because by the time you get to 100, women are outnumbering men five to one. So ladies, this is your message. Yeah. But I have seen that incredible. We are putting new knees and new hips into 95-year-old ladies, and they are soaring back off. You know, back to, as one lady said, now I can get back to my Tai Chi and my gardening. And she was 94. And so I think the first thing is, I want people to realize how long they're likely to live. And I, and I said, I found my three score years and 10 pivotal because I don't know, it might be a bus that's going to hit me tomorrow, but the chances are I've got at least 30 years of good quality living. Mm -hmm. Now you go back 30 years the other way and that takes me to 40. That's, that's a long time, right? So first of all, is, is to accept that you have the time to do stuff. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. 
Secondly is we're in this transformational exponential world where everything is changing. And again, it's comfort zones. And I think especially for the folks I mostly focus on, I've got a lot of younger people too, is, is this fear of the web or the lack of understanding of the web. We grew up without on cell phones. I mean, cell phone, iPhone's only been around 10 years on 29th of June this year. And I think it's, it's discomfort, especially for folks who, who find it difficult to dip their toe into that world beyond the computer screen. And because video has become so dominant, that brings in another issue, which is women are so hard on themselves when it comes to being seen on camera. And I can guarantee that if I've got a woman and I put her in front of the camera, she'll say, oh, my hair looks awful or I need to lose 10 pounds. That is the next thing we have to overcome to be able to be comfortable on camera. And then there's the whole idea of how do I use social media? So I would say my four things are accepting, accepting that uh, we're going to live a long time and you have the time to do it. Second is, is being able to move out of your comfort zone and saying, I need to do this. Then overcoming the lack of confidence many have about video and then that's using video most effectively. So those would be my big four. And, uh, and that's wonderful. And I would amen every single one of them. The, the folks who I see struggle, oh, struggle with video, especially it. It does break my heart, and and it really is around their self esteem and their self image. I, uh, you know, I even do I do work with with folks on their positioning, books, podcasts, and and their mindset. And I've had folks who tell me then, you know, I want to do a podcast. I see that it would be great, but I don't want to have my. I don't like how I sound. I mean. We all hate our voice, you know, but we all hate who we look, what we look like. Right. I mean, I look at myself and say, oh, God, well, push the, I'll push the button anyway, Sue, because yeah. that's the only way. That's exactly right. And I think that if you're not going to, if you're not actually like wincing when you hit the send button, <laughs> that you're playing it too safe. I've got to do something today that actually I put off. I'm like, I'll, do, I'll interview Sue first because <laughs> the same thing. It's a little bit more than I'm comfortable doing, but I have to hit send. And I know that I will after we finish today and yeah you're you're only holding yourself back and I think that women in particular yeah. struggle because we already under earn in organizational life that's a fact we go out on our own and what do we do next we have we chronically undercharge so now we're under earning again and then you know who can control what happens in the stock market whatever so you you know you've done what you should in air quotes, and you invest, and now something bad happens, but you're undercharging, and you were under earning, you're stuck in this loop, so we really have to get over ourselves, and and support each other, I think, and move forward. No, I, I, I'm, I am, I totally agree with you, and, you know, in truth, nobody else cares what you look like, as long as your message is good, and that's fair enough, right? Because you've got to have a good message. But as long as your good message is good and you're giving value, I could probably turn up here in a dressing gown 
um, and it would still work. And in fact, I know some really clever gurus who do exactly that. Nobody cares. We're here for your message. And I think once I can get that across to my clients, that really helps. And, and I think one of the things that's interesting is because I came out of anesthesia, which is like when there's a crisis, you know, you're the one that takes over and says, do this, do this, do this. And so you're constantly working towards the quickest way to the best outcome. And I didn't expect this to be of value or something that I would transfer to this world. But I think it is one of my greatest strengths is that I can very quickly look at someone's business, someone's mindset and say, you don't need this. You don't need that. Do this, do this next best move, next best move and move folks forward fast because we do need to move fast, especially if we're in the older generation. So I, I think it's just, you know, everybody needs to take a deep breath, work out what the quickest way to their goal is and just go for it and hit the red button. Yeah. I, everything else in place. Boy, amen on all, all counts with that. And I think that one thing that we need to remind ourselves is that it's not that we were leaders. We are leaders. Ooh. And we need to be the leader to our clients and to our audience. And I don't care that two years ago you didn't do this. I, I don't care. You've got the same the same communication ability and the same wisdom that you're bringing with you that still applies. So you've got to take control and you've got to be the leader to your audience. And the more I think we can equate, you know, our past history with, okay, this is sort of similar to you know running a meeting or whatever. Do it. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, so, I'm totally with you. So, so let's help people know exactly what it is that you do and where they can go to connect with you and learn more about you. Well, my, again, my mission eventually is bigger than just video. It is really a whole thing. It's video, social media. How do you take yourself out online? But because I think video is a challenge for so many and because it's so important, I like to actually start with it, get people into the groove with it earlier. So I have, I have several different ways of doing that. One is you can work with me one-on-one and I will take you on wherever you are. Uh, Some folks really don't have their story sorted out. So I will start with their story. I will get them to video their story. I'll turn it into a podcast. I'll turn it into a book and then we'll move on and take you out with video. So it's kind of one-on-one. I have a group program, which has got the incredibly original name of Video Marketing 101. And on this program, it's a group program. I'll take 10 to 20 people and I will just say, look, this is how video works. It's a three-month program. We meet every two weeks. And we just walk through the how, what, why, when, where's of setting yourself up with video online. And, and I particularly push YouTube because I think it's – it's probably the most neglected uh, platform for people to find influence. It's a bit more challenging than Facebook, but it's immensely powerful. So I take you through that. And I have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash wisdom to wealth mastery, which I really answer at the moment. I am answering people's techie quizzes and it's, Techie questions. And and at the moment, it is an unpaid group. But I'm thinking of turning that into a membership site in the next couple of months. So you can either come in at a membership level, at a group level, or at a uh, a one-on-one level. 
And the easiest way uh, to get hold of me is either to Facebook message me at Wisdom to Wealth Mastery, facebook.com Wisdom to Wealth Mastery, or to send me an email at info at Wisdom to Wealth Mastery.com, and we can go from there. Outstanding. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today and for sharing such great information and for the work you're doing because it's incredibly important. Well, thank you, Winnie, too. And it's wonderful to know you. And we've we've had similar same mentors in the past. We know how much we've learned. And, and for me, the mission is pass it on, pass it on. And let's get everybody moving into this brave new world. Amen. Thanks, Winnie. All right. I hope you found that interesting and helpful. You know how you meet some people and feel an instant connection? Sue is one of those people for me. She's fascinating, she's smart, and she's determined. I love her. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a great review or comment on the platform where you're consuming it. If you're an iTunes user, you can go to thecouragepodcast.com and leave a rating and review there, or you can leave a comment on my website at winnieanderson.com slash wisdom. And please share this episode as well as the show with your connections, contacts, and community who can benefit from the information, tips, and strategies shared on the show. If you'd like to be part of a like-minded community of solo professionals and owners of small firms who support each other as they take action to achieve their goals, then visit winnieanderson.com achievers to learn about the Achievers Club and when it's open to new members. That's winnieanderson.com slash achievers. So your cocktail exercise. Well, that's what I tend to call a reflection exercise because I imagine you with your feet up in a quiet place with your beverage of choice as you think things over. Of course, no alcohol is needed. And if you do indulge, don't overdo it and don't drink and drive. This episode inspired so many thoughts in me and I think you could use it as a jumping off point for a lot of reflection. The big one that came up for me as I listened to this while I was editing it was the issue of taking chances. Life as a manager or leader in a corporation or organization may not have prepared you for taking chances, not the way you might think it had. You may have worked in organizations where taking risks was punished, where making mistakes led to damaged careers, including demotions or outright firings. Then there's this issue of being an individual who's Maybe you worked in a behind-the-scenes capacity. You've been a leader in a staff position that helped other departments achieve their goals. You know, how do you get comfortable then delivering your message on camera? So is creating a business important enough for you that you're willing to do the very things that scare you in order to move forward? I think you really have to ask yourself that because so many people I talk to want to be self-employed, they want to earn a fabulous income, they want to make a massive difference, but they aren't willing to put themselves out there in a big way in order to do it. So ask yourself if you fear being judged, being criticized, being rejected, making mistakes, if that fear is so strong that maybe it's keeping you from achieving what you keep saying you want. You can't think your way out of these fears Back in corporate life, we could think our way out of any problem, couldn't we? Because that's what we were paid to do. Think strategically, devise plans, and then manage their achievement. But now, we've got to think strategically, devise plans, and take action on those those plans in order to achieve them. As a solo professional, even if you've got a team, you're the face and the voice of your business, and that requires you to actually put your face out there. 
So your action step. Identify the one thing you dread doing to get your message out. Is it speaking? Is it video? And then do it. Take some small action to move forward to begin doing the thing that truly scares you. So, for example, let's focus on video. Try recording just one video just for yourself. And if it goes right, maybe you could actually use it. So plan out a little video that you could use on your website. Share your name, your expert title, or what you do, and give no more than three ways you solve your target audience's problem. Then give a clear call to action, like join my community and get information, tips, and resources to help you, you know, and, and then explain what your information will help them do, be, or have. Do your best to keep the video under three minutes, but don't worry about it at first. Just get it out there. Every time you think you flub something, just stop and do it again. You can do this by using Facebook Live. If you go to post on Facebook and you click the live video area, you know, the tab in the top border of that post, a chat area opens on the right and there's a little gray button with a down arrow in there. Click the down arrow and then choose more. Then choose only me. Practice to your heart's content and delete whatever you don't like. Courage squashes fear and action builds confidence. Make this the day you start making your next big leap by doing one thing, no matter how small, towards achieving your dream, whatever that dream may be. Now, please share the show in this episode with your clients, contacts, and connections. Be sure to subscribe at winnieanderson.com to receive episodes emailed to you when they're released, along with information, tips, and strategies to help you break free of disempowering beliefs and break through to create the abundant, thriving business and life you dream of and deserve.